Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 23rd of December, 2018. I should start off by mentioning that, remember you can buy the books and discs I have for sale at cuttingthroughthematrix.com, and you'll find out on the website how to order them. There's also lots of discs as well of the shows I've done over years and years and years, and you can uh, order them too if you want to. But the thing is too, that that's what keeps me taking over. I don't sell all kinds of gimmickry stuff and so on. I'm not, I don't have any sponsors behind me. And if I did have, I'd be altering the format because you'll have demands and stipulations and, and forms of censorship in a sense if you start getting backed by companies and corporations. That's, that goes with the territory. If I don't have all that, and things are rapidly being tightened up across the board as the end of the so-called free or open internet uh, is pretty well over. As they draw the net, uh, the strings of the net at the top, the drawstrings in, and all their little freebies, etc., that you once had have been taken away from you. These were, of course, meant to, to bring you in. You're living through, always remember, a, a preordained, planned system where those in authority, and you always have a group in authority that are there before you're born, and generally before that your parents are born, who plan the future. That's how it's always been done. There's never been an intention of allowing something else to just arise spontaneously and take it over and change the system, even though they'll change the format and make it appear that, that a different kind or even far left or something are taken over, or far right for that matter. Nothing's further from the truth, because... It's meant, the system's meant to fool the public more than anybody else, not countries and so on. Countries have the same dominant minorities and ahead of them too, with lots of intelligence agencies and services serving them and keeping them up to date on what's happening. So don't think for a minute that somehow that there are different players here trying to take over. Everything that you see is planned. The gender wars, racial wars, etc., etc., all kinds of, of, of any little difference they can be where you can get a wedge in and start widening in the wedge and causing conflict and anger, even hatred, is being used to the maximum by very powerful agencies way above anything you're told about. Really, way above what you're told about or what your, your nation even declares it even has. And agencies that you do have, you have to really ask, ask what are they really? What is the CIA, for instance? What is, what is MI6? Where are all the big agencies? What are they really? Who do they serve? And you'll never get the real answer. You get clues. And little bits you'll collect along your whole lifetime of reading bits and pieces. But the fact is, you'll never get admissions to things at that level. Because you're trained to believe in a different system. I've said it so many times. Uh, and kept naive. You're trained to be naive and to believe in this, what they tell you is a system. And you're, therefore, if, when they change even the whole idea of, of genders and so on and make you conform to this belief by law, etc., and pressure, uh, you, you will adapt to it all because you, you, you will not question your, your own interpretation. You'll start to doubt yourself if you go against the grain. That's how you're trained to be. And most folk are trained to go along with the flow because there's less conflict for themselves, less hassle. And work-wise, or even through school, they'll, they'll probably get a, a much better grade if they go along with the flow. 
there's nothing real or nice about this system. Nothing at all. There really isn't. Any decency you find in life is from other people, just helping each other out, etc., etc. That's that's the decency you get. But when it comes to government or government agencies and the massive barrage, armies and armies of non-governmental organizations paid by your tax money, uh, coupled with private foundations and so on, running your life for you, uh, these guys won't help you out. These guys are all on board with the same agenda. And often, I really think, controlled by the same capstone, you might say. That's the real world that we live in. So, and it's good to see that even my many, many talks over many years has paid off because lots of people copy the stuff, use it. They never mention where they get it, but, uh, and some of the big ones too, quite a few of the big ones actually, but the fact that they'll use the same terminology that I use and, and they'll say it verbatim from my talks, uh, lets me know where they get it from. And lots of other people realize this too. But that, here's the thing about it too. Remember that uh, I, because I don't sell all kinds of products. I don't take advertising and so on. That it's up to you, the listeners, to keep me just ticking along here. I'm not wealthy at all. And I don't bring in much money. And I tallied up what I got in for December here. And it's about 30% of what I brought in in previous Decembers. That's what's keeping me going here, which is very little at all. Now, I know that people are finding it hard these days with the cost of living going up. And the austerity measures, as they call it, and the higher level, that's what they call it, being forced upon you with higher, even food prices, especially in Canada, it's ridiculous now. And it's all sanctioned by government for the food, etc. They go up and up and up. As we get trained to get off meat and everything else. But for most folk can't even afford me. I, I, that's, that's the class I'm in right now. Seriously. And, but the thing is, it's getting so bad with everything going up and up and up. And people have... Again, everything is relative when it comes to how well-off or poor a person is, isn't it? I mean, some people will say that they're struggling when they're maybe buying a second house and stuff like that. And I'm not kidding you. I sometimes get that from people that used to even donate at one time. And they'll say that they're getting a new house or whatever it happens to be. And I guess they must think that you live in the same circumstances as they do. So to them, they're struggling, or a little bit of poverty, or what they'll call poverty, which to me would be nothing at all. I wouldn't even consider it even austerity or poverty, but it depends on on how other folks see their own situation. We're all different. I survive on very little, and I've got all these different websites to keep going and so on. And I refuse a lot of interviews to go on big, big shows. Because I don't want to be taken over, basically. I won't play games with interview and go along with things. I get inf- I get offers all the time to go along with certain things. I don't take them at all. And that's why you end up in the poor boat, you might say. I don't go into politics. I don't back anybody because it's all bogus. All politics and bogus. It's been bogus before I was born, across the Western world especially. But it's better run in the sense that you're taught, you have better methods of indoctrination to make you believe it's all real and above board and it's all there for you. Until you, like the UK for instance, uh, the people vote to leave this European Union monstrosity, even though the idea 
uh, went along. It's a very old idea based in London again by the same group that wanted uh, a world governmental system run by themselves, bankers and experts. The, Mil- Af- the Milner Group, Royal Institute for International Affairs, etc. And th- these were the guys who said that wars would be necessary to bring folk to their knees and make them uh, simply give up sovereignty and be quite glad to join these, what they would call um, free trade zones and, and, amalg- and uh, amalgamations, basically. So here's, but regardless, the people in Britain voted to at least to, to leave this, this Brexit deal, but it's been completely ignored by those in, in power and uh, installed, installed, installed. And if anything comes out of it at all, it'll be some weak nonsense that won't change a darn thing for the situation of Britain. Though I personally am convinced that I think the whole of Europe's pretty well. Maybe not the whole of Europe, but a good part of Europe's gone already with with uh, the incredible burdens uh, on mass migrations has, has been taken in for years and years and years uh, under a, a big agenda pushed by all politicians. And I mean all politicians of all parties. Before I was even born up to the present time, and it's got worse and worse and worse. And it's a welfare state. You cannot support mass unemployment in your own countries and welfare systems for folk who are losing their jobs and so on when you're bringing in millions more people and, and putting them up on the tax bill. How many folk are left working to pay for all this? I mean, it's ridiculous. Don't forget that poverty and socialism is nothing more than a form of controlling people. That's what it is, is control. And the one thing that the Milner Group and the Royal for International Affairs and all the different scientific groups that belong to them too, like the Royal Society, they have always talked about eugenics. They're always talking about, oh, the, the terrible population problem, all the way from Darwin to the present day, and the Galtons and so on, and how it'd bring down the population of the world, and that the world would be much better run by experts. They would use democracy as a battering ram against for, for their wars, basically. But they had no intention of actually giving it to you. But they must make you believe that you got it. As I say, it's not until you get a vote on something or you want to vote on something and you're not allowed to have the vote or, or your vote's ignored that you realize you don't have a democracy at all. That's how bad it really is. So, see, I go into all this, these things in my talks for years and years and years, and I'm telling you, everybody's using the stuff that I put up. There's so much of it. I mean, it's an archive. But as I say, they never mention where they get their stuff from. Although I know where it's from, and other folk know it as well. <laughs> but you don't get any financial reward, even just to keep you ticking over here. And it won't last forever. But when I, I was crawling along before, and now it's 30% less. So that's okay. It's a message to me as well, perhaps. Because uh, things change. Things do change. You know, if you want the books and discs, etc., or to d- donate, just go into the Cutting Through the Metrics website. And you can go into alanwattsentinel.eu as well. You can donate there as well. You'll find out how to do it. You'll see all the other sites I have. They're all listed on my official site, cuttingthroughmedias.com. Anything else you see is not actually mine. And anything sold is only t- through my websites it that way. There have been a lot of fake ones out there in the past. So you've no idea of what you really are up against when you, you're, you're telling the basic truth. And yes, you will sacrifice uh, a lot of stuff. Maybe even, well, <laughs> it doesn't do anything for your health either. But you'll definitely sacrifice in every way if you want to just to get the truth out there. 
Now that the system is changing so fast, as I knew it always would, because you realize you've been born into a war zone. And you didn't know there was a war declared upon you. No one told you. You're taught to believe it's all quite normal. Everything's normal. Even the changes you see must be normal because they're told that they're normal. You're told. In fact, you're told there's something wrong with you if you don't accept them. And these are mass, mass, not just experiments with mass psychology being used. Don't forget that psychology, and that's why I don't run after psychology. I, I understand psychology and psychiatry, but I don't run after them promoting it as some kind of religion because that's what it is. It was designed to take over and replace religions with philosophies to try to give meaning to human life and, and the human mind. And they're simply as totalitarian as anything else. In fact, actually, they're worse than anything that ever went before them. Don't forget that psychology and human, secular humanism is what communism used. Don't forget about that. That's what was pushed is, is the, the right to change everything, was that, that uh, the old system must be destroyed completely in all the old religions, and in comes the new, where man's, man's will, he'd be godlike with his own will, basically, and if he could recreate the world as he saw fit. Well, who is he that they're always talking about? It certainly isn't you. And we know the mass, mass slaughters that the Bolsheviks brought in, and then the communists, all the way up through a good part of the 20th century, we, we all lived through it. A lot of us lived through it. And there's much, much more horror to be eventually unfolded to society as, as more things are disclosed to them. But it's bad enough what we know already. Never mind the wars that your own countries have been fomenting all through the 20th century up to the present time because we're still fomenting wars across the world and no one asks well the folk ask it must admit people ask them what on earth are we doing all over the planet what's britain even doing over the planet and helping with all this stuff what is nato anymore and what is you know the amount of bases you can't even keep up with that the u.s has today across the planet that used to be britain's job during the 19th century and into the early 20th century but they were bankrupt with World War One and Two, and all the wars that they had before it. Don't forget all these wars before it were paid by the taxpayer and still to be paid by the taxpayer because you can't pay your way out of compound interest. It's not meant to be paid off completely. It's a control mechanism. And they decided to, to get the U.S. to take over and push the same agenda. And the U.S. is, well, we're not in anything, any real tangible currency anymore. And so it's the same kind of thing where your dollar's worth less and less and less and you've got a small gang in charge of your central banking system, same as London, and across the world. An international gang that run it all through the World Bank and all the central banks and IMF, are, 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 that's what runs your world, basically. They, they do, do awfully well for themselves. They don't pay taxes either, these folk. It's rather astonishing, isn't it? Christine Lagarde at the IMF has been there for years and doesn't pay taxes, but you all do. You pay money to all these international organizations and you don't even know it. No one's asked you in your so-called democracies, do you mind? But then in your democracies, you're not asked about if you'd mind anything you're paying out for. That's what they call democracy. What a farce. Absolute farce. But that's, these are the times in which we live, as I say, where you're trained to believe uh, and be naive. Why would anyone want to do harm Above you You've met such nice people Haven't you in authority They're always nice to you Actually they're getting worse All the time I think they're getting less 
even with their tempers, when the public demand or to know or have something done to their public servants, supposedly. And they're quickly put in their place now, just to where they stand. And their public servants are way, way above them now, apparently, in their attitudes, etc. And all your electronic gadgetry, as I say, has been pulled in gradually. This is not new, though. They, they publish so many articles. They always tell you what they're going to do. And people forget, because you're constantly giving more trash to, to examine your entire life long. Like a machine that just turns out, chug, 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 you know. But way back in, in the late 90s especially, they were going through all the information warfare that would happen if they ever gave the people free access to discuss things across the planet or even within their own countries with each other. Oh, how chaotic it would be. The order would be smashed, yada, yada, yada. And this was augmented by the big, big magicians that pushed the internet and saying, oh my God, it's for the people. It is the people's. You're part of it. It's all yours, etc. Nothing was further from the truth. But the ones who talked about the fact they would never lose control were the big intelligence agencies. They didn't sit back and let things happen. Before they wrote the articles, I'm sure 20 years before that or 30, they'd already planned what they were going to do. The idea was to get everybody onto the system. That's why in the 90s, oh, there's so much pornography on it. All the papers heralded this stuff. That's all you would know about it. My God, there's all this pornography to attract them in. I can remember my local library at the time where I was living. They got the computers in, and if I went in there at all during a weekday, you'd see them crowded at the school break time or the lunch hour. And I asked, I said, what are these children doing? She said, oh, they're flooding in and all excited. She says, they come in there and try to get and just look at the porn. So all this publicity about the pornography was working awfully well. All the kids knew about it. And they were the ones raised with this stuff. Raised with it. And often now they're utterly addicted to it. And at the same time, they'd planned the future for television and how all the stuff to do with segments of society, to select segments, you might say, that were taboo before would be included in all the upcoming shows and so on, and eventually mandatorily written into every script eventually, which today it all is. And I don't watch TV, but I talk to folk who, and I talk to some folk who haven't watched TV for years, who have tried a little, like a free month or something or other, and they're bowled over how everything now is in your face. All this stuff that was at one time discussed by specific cultural change organizations that were designed in a warfare fashion to destroy the Western society are, are all up for front now. There's nothing hidden at all. It's all right up there getting pushed like you wouldn't believe. Right on schedule, step by step to the present as they go forward and forward and forward to destroy all of what was, all the old system of culture. The culture of the West had to be smashed completely. The family had to be totally annihilated. That's been one of the big ones since even the 1800s. H.G. Wells is a big proponent for that, for everybody else to be smashed, but not his own. He had a few, a few different wives. Because they, they believe that themselves at the top are the only ones who should be breeding, but the ones at the bottom should just uh, go down quietly over a generation or so, just die off, not breed or abort, or just pick mates who can't conceive, obviously, etc., 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 and here you are living on a schedule written about copiously in the past 
nothing hidden by the bigwigs and the big organizations that, that now rule the entire system. All out in, you know, but no one cares now. Because along with it became the behaviorists and psychologists to train it was all quite natural this should happen. That somehow it's a kind of societal evolution. Really, it's an evolution, eh? It's an evolution that actually would take you backwards in a system to a time where barbarity was normal and there were no such thing as taking care of each other or having children or whatever. They, they, might, they might have children, but they don't look after them. That's what you're going back to. That, wasn't, that was like that not long ago, actually, in, in the 1700s and 1800s. You look at the poverty across most of the, the countries in Europe, especially Britain. That was one of the worst ones called the sick man of Europe, because the, the, the incredible poverty, any visitor to the country saw it. They destroyed the folk who lived on the land at one time, got them off the land, just like they're doing now, with Genesis 21, and crammed them in the cities at that time that they'd thrown up to be industrial cities. And so the big, big bankers who owned the massive factories would rake in fortunes with the cheapest labor possible. No restrictions on how you would take care of them or, or, or abuse them or work them to death or pay them wages which didn't even feed them. And that was Great Britain. Right up into the, the height of its empire. And when they brought in the first charitable institutions by decree, it was because of the complaints of other countries who, who couldn't stand the, the terrible sufferings of the people in, in Britain, believe it or not. This system is designed, you'll have a small clique, a relatively small clique of incredibly rich people. Britain had a decent-sized middle class, you might say, but it was still small in comparison with the rest of the population, right up into the 20th century. And the middle class, really, for Britain, were the ones, maybe you'd call them the lucky ones, but they were devoted to the system because they got their bread and butter, more bread and butter than anybody else down below them. And they were given certain privileges because Britain believes in a system of privileges. By the way, that is a system that runs the world. They pretend it's some kind of humanitarian cause. And if you're brought into the right societies, you see, uh, in the right circles of influence, you'll serve those circles of influence because you're serving the nations and the world as they stuff their pockets with the loot that they get. They make sure they've got incredible incomes for themselves. But this is, this is the real system, folks, that you, you have to serve, serve in service to the world, this private secretive organization. It's not so secretive in a sense if you dare to open some of the thicker books. That's what it is. The Milner Group was based as, as a secret society in their own writings. And the Cecil Rhodes Bunch as well. They, they amalgamated. With Rothschilds, and, and it's in the will of Cecil Rhodes, you can see who he left his money from, who he left it to, I should say. It's interesting to, to see how they planned it all, and, but the system also already existed in their days. They knew that. It already existed. They were the latest level, you might say, of this system to set up a system of, of world control. That's what it was. And you're living through it today. But yes, those who serve it will get more privileges. And at one time they had an unlimited poor folk across Europe, especially the UK too, who would always fill uniforms and go across the, the waters and get, you know, to slaughter and get slaughtered. And by the way, they've used the same technique in Africa through United Nations with different countries wearing their little blue helmets from African countries and going policing other ones and slaughtering there as well. People who are abused in every possible way. 
who've lived in fear and terror and hunger combined make great soldiers. They'll do what they're told because now they're getting a little bit more. And they'll react violently to any threat to themselves, like all abused people generally do. And that becomes rather horrific when they're let loose on people. And part of the problem today is that the troops that are used for NATO and other countries with the same problem too are not part of NATO, but the ones who are used constantly over and over again with tours and tours and tours, they don't get discharged after two or three tours or whatever. They, they, they stay on and they're drunk to death. They're drunk to death. To cope with the craziness of a, a lifestyle that makes no sense to them. Because the hardest thing is bad enough when you, you're brainwashing and believing you're in a just war. That's bad enough. When you've got a good white hats and bad hats type thing. But when you have no moral reason and no good propaganda to back up why you're in a country, you might go to pieces because you're basically a mercenary and you'll start to realise that. The big boys at the top know it, and that's why they drug them. When you're killing folk in a situation that seems hopeless, that you're not going to change their system, and... It's, it's obvious too that it's not intended that you're going to change their system But you're supposed to go out there and, and risk your life every day You'll start to crack up, you see Unless you take their drugs Some of these soldiers over the years have come out with amazing testimonies th- That they're walking through day to day And I can have drug days Some of them hallucinate the drugs Well, is that a caring system that sends you off like that? I don't think so. But folk are finding it harder and harder to try and justify any of the modern wars that they're, they're involved. And, they, and again, don't forget that George Orwell, who knew this agenda was coming up, and he, he met in with the top, the top characters, the Huxleys, and so he met them all, and he knew them well, and he knew the elite who planned this kind of future. Members of the Milner Society, Royal for International Affairs, he knew them. He knew the internationalists in Britain who were, were at the top of the tree, lords, etc., lords of this and lords of that, who were helping to finance the Russian Revolution, communism. And that's why he wrote 1984, with lots of the clues embedded in it. And that wars are not meant to be won, they're meant to be kept going and going and going. And that the system that, that will take all your rights away from you in warfare, like you've got Big Brother, you see, big brother, you have no rights. We can't allow you to have freedoms. You could be a spy. You might become a terrorist, etc., etc. Which we've all been told in mainstream media, as they quote our, our betters above us. And they've trained the public since 2001. And it was planned before it, but they, they, I'm talking about they're taking away your rights. It was planned before it. Canada brought in the, the Omnibus Crime Bill, which is really a terrorist bill, in 1998. And the reporters back then were, were astonished, generally astonished, and wrote about it and said, what is this? We're not at war with anybody. Well, three years later, you, we're not at war, no. But you've got policing actions, like Orwell said, you know. So we have, it's all changes of terminology. We send peacekeepers out. We don't send soldiers out. We send peacekeepers out. Because we're not at war, right? This is all for the public's consumption, this, this terminology, really. Most of the propaganda you get is meant for domestic consumption. If they lose a domestic base, then they've lost any kind of war against anybody else. 
So they must give you the basic simple propaganda that so-and-so's a bad man in charge of, an, of an, the evil empire, etc. And that's why they use the same terms over and over when they pick new targets. Why, why change the formulas when the last ones worked so well? But it is true. It's awfully true. Many in the armed forces have realized it too as they mature. You, you don't mature, unfortunately, when you're in the armed forces. You're, you're kind of stuck in a limbo situation while you work out reality. And if you survive in, in these days today and look back, eventually you'll either go through a, 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 a cracking up phase as the indoctrination wears off and you start to see what on earth was I really doing and to whom. And pictures and images will come back to you of what happened. And hopefully then you'll start to mature. You'll not crack up, hopefully, but you'll start to mature and, and start to be honest. It's a hard thing for people who even commit atrocities to start to admit it, that this wasn't a, a so-and-so or so-and-so and so-and-so, but it was actually an atrocity. It's a hard thing for people to do that. It's very difficult. And it also causes a kind of a crisis in their identity as what they are. I, I, you know, I'm a decent person, I'm not bad, blah, blah, blah. And yet that, you get that, that, that impasse where you did bad things with families who, who are terrified, pooping themselves, you know, and you're aiming guns at their heads as you bash their doors in and so on. That's already come out a lot of this stuff, but... But we're all, everybody's been used. Everybody's been, I mean, in the UK at one time, in Britain, you, you would join up and go across to whatever battles they were fighting at those time. There was battle after battle after battle with all different countries. And, and it was all from the poor folk. The poor folk actually from orphanages. The orphanages were a great place to... And that's why they, they actually started to create or, orphanages and fund them in, before Victoria, actually, but just before her. And then she sanctioned them because it literally bred regiments it turned to be the regiments eventually of soldiers who were pulled out of, of, of utter well, death by starvation and so on, given clean uniforms eventually, given a little bit. Remember that saying they have, you be all you can be, be a somebody, meaning you're nobody. What do you, that, if you're only be a somebody, that, that obviously they're telling you you're nobody right now. And you see that to, to orphans at that time who are told that they were born from worthless parents, or, or a parent, etc., etc. And the orphanages, by the way, and the poor houses were not put up to help people. It was made quite clear. It was meant to scare and terrify the general population into accepting any work possible. That's a fact, folks. That's hist- real history. They created the mass armies that were used to go across the planet. And if you get them out of that, those conditions and give them a, a, a be a somebody... And you've suddenly got some kind of respect Because you've got a uniform on Your brain's no better But you've got a uniform on So you're now a somebody Then those guys would do everything they were told to do Wherever they were told to do And if you got them out of deprived area Areas of of poverty Where you're constantly living in anxiety And almost hysteria And and, and facing death all the time With starvation or whatever Because there was no There was no welfare at all In those days then these are the best troops because they'll go out and whatever it is, they'll, they'll fight to the last and they'll slaughter hoovers because their, their adrenaline will go much, much higher than anybody else's. It's innate with the abuse system. I hate to say all this, but it's true. And that's how they've been used and used and used, and, and they're still being used to the present day. But now they give them drugs because you can't rationalize to most of them why they're in countries that haven't invaded them.
and across the world. And they read the same papers, and they didn't know the fallout from the so-called mass migrations they're calling, as, as the folk try to flee these areas, and, and they're getting guided, and I mean guided, and directed, and funded to go towards Europe. A lot of them are catching on. And th- when things don't make sense, and start to override your basic propaganda, then you'll crack up. That's what's happening. That's what's happening, folks. But that's just that one part of it. And you see, out of it comes, as I say, a completely surveilled society. And, you're, and until the people right now, right now, today, most of them have accepted it already. And, and they think it's, nor- it's now normal. They normalize everything. People fought revolutions to privacy from their dominant minorities that ruled over them. It took a long time to get any, and to get any rights at all. And we've watched them give it all up without a struggle. And the big boys haven't finished with you yet. They haven't. I've mentioned before, long before all the trouble with Facebook, that these were all front organizations for the big, big global intelligence agency that runs everything. And now it's coming out and out and out, but folks still use a darn thing. They use Facebook. And they've even trained the younger generation. Well, it doesn't matter. They know all about me anyway. I've got nothing to hide. What does it matter? It's, it's so sad you can't get a time machine, get, get a few folk from the past that went through incredible tyranny, bring them back and tell them why it matters. Hmm? But isn't it incredible science through behaviorism and study and, and psychology to, to give you so much entertainment? So really, if you get a little bit stressed and they train you to literally avoid anything which depresses you, or makes you feel unsettled, avoid it at all costs, look for the happy things, look for fun things. Isn't that what all the talk show folks say on TV? The hosts they give you for television, well, be happy. Just be, like it's a switch. Be happy. Don't look at that as negative. Don't, don't go around people who are negative. Really? Well, guess what? As I say, if you're walking along a train track, don't, don't wear earphones that are playing happy music. Because some might just come up behind you and you aren't going to notice. In real life, you have to be aware of as many things as you can. It doesn't mean you become neurotic. It doesn't mean you dwell on it and obsess on them. It doesn't mean that at all. But at least be aware of things. It's called common sense. And common sense is not avoiding things because certain things are unpleasant. I can remember years ago when they had a big ice storm in Quebec and... Canada was, was awfully slow to react to the governments and authorities and so on. And then when they did react, they said, oh, we've got to fly out. So the, all the electricity's down and, and pylons of electric pylons are all pulled down and so on. Well, you see, Quebec has one of the biggest, they have the biggest hydroelectric systems there. And they had encouraged over many years the people to start using electricity. It was going to be so cheap, so cheap, so cheap. And apparently, Pierre Trudeau at one time, the dad of the present prime minister, was pushing the whole project when he was in office, then saying that would be pennies, paying lever lights and all nights, and we so darn cheap in the future. But again, politicians, if you haven't learned by now, tell you an awful lot of lies. But anyway, a lot of the folk had gone on to electricity, down the pylons, and the folk were freezing, middle of winter, big ice storms. And a lot of them had no other, other means of heat. So here's the government making literally, <laughs> the government that throws billions across the planet, by the way, of taxpayers' money telling folk to, to donate generators to give them heat and so on, electric fires and all kinds of things, blah, blah, blah. 
and this went on for a couple of months at least. That math was pretty awful. And uh, so there you are. I mean, anybody with a bit of... And there's lots of, lots of Quebecers who wouldn't fall for the Arctic thing too. They had other means for, for a bad day. A bad day might come, so let's have that kerosene heater and so much kerosene, etc., etc., etc. And store up some food too, because the folk couldn't get out and move. That's common sense. That's called common sense. I'm sure that lots of the folks are oh, we're, we're so well taken care of now. Things will never go bad and nasty. We're wrapped in cotton wool. In other words, the real socialists who believe in eternal childhood and utopia being managed by experts, you know, a lot of them had nothing, absolutely nothing. That's common sense. So this nonsense, don't look at the folk who are warning you about certain things. That's dangerous. But as I say, it, don't, it doesn't mean that you fall for everything that comes along. Just don't go into the, into under the table quivering about things. Just use common sense. It's not difficult. You use common sense when you cross the road, don't you? Does that mean negative that you look before you cross? I don't think so. You're taught don't look at negative stuff because this, the system that rules you wants you to be completely, completely obedient to what your masters tell you. And they don't want you listening to anything or looking into anything that may be contrary to what you're being brainwashed with by your owners. I call them owners, actually, because after all, they own the system. I can say, too, that no politician is going to be presented to the general public that's ever going to change anything in this system. In this system. It won't happen. There's a massive machine that runs the system. And it has front organizations, and they call them political parties. That's part of the trick. Not all of it, it's a small part of the trick, actually. But the agenda is, is, is right in your face. Elimination of nations. Reducing you eventually to, basically, subsistence states across the planet. Oh, eventually with uh, ration cards, not kidding you. you know, they'll call it something else, it'll be called credits or something. Like Bertrand Russell said it would be, he was all for that system. You can't save them up, you have to use them. But the, but the system at the top, which I'll call, let's just call it government, or the state, or whatever it happens to be, will issue them, and you can pay your rent, and you can buy your food. And if you don't comply, he said this back in the 40s and 50s, in his books. Hmm? He said that um, if you didn't uh, do what you're told and accept the system that they were telling you about, or you complained about, or anything like that, you'd be punished. They, would draw, they wouldn't give you, issue your credits that week or that month, and you couldn't pay your rent, you couldn't feed yourself, and they could bring you to your knees until you complied. He's talking about political correctness, folks, if you didn't quite get it. That's how old, it's much, much older than that. But he wrote about it. He was, he was part of the planning of it in his day. This is the part that we're going through right now. And you'll hear what I'm saying shortly by other folk probably this week. But, but that's really the system that we're living in. I'm not kidding you. You can also take it to the bank that the government of every other nation is in on, on the same big plan. That's true. And the old enemy game is very, very old. Let's be honest here. They're on about China, China, China. Well, it was the West that created China, present-day China. We financed them from the beginning through the International Monetary Fund and World Bank. Whenever the people, even the Soviet Union, we fund them through the, from the Bolshevik era right to the present day. Through the World Bank and IMF. And we were all put down as guarantors to pay off the loans they would default on. How's that, eh? How's that? 
vastly different reality than the one we're brainwashed with, isn't it? Uh, China didn't take all our jobs from us. It was the West and the big bankers in London, especially, and the groups that run the system, the Royal Institute for International Affairs and CFR, that set up the, the GATT Treaty and, uh, and the World Trade Organization and gave, basically, China the right to, to start bringing the companies from the West our tax money, I did, I did talks on this from the official uh, governmental papers on it, where our tax money was used to transfer factories over to China over the last 25, 30 years, uh, speeding up for the last 20, but transfer them over to China. We paid for them to uproot and move to China and build in China. And we paid for up to 15 years for each company till they, till they claimed they started to make a profit. Were you asked about that? Were you asked about, uh, do you mind having been unemployed in your own countries and all getting shipped over to China? Hmm? Of course you weren't. But now, supposedly China's your big, old, big, scary enemy now. Ooh. Well, I'll tell you one thing. The, the guys who run China are the same bunch that run you. Yes, they are. That's the reality of it. If they're on the same system of currency, money, manipulation, etc., etc., it's the same clique that runs the whole thing. And this nonsense about, oh my God, there could be a potential enemy. Well, let's be honest here. Are we ready to start building or making our own stuff back at home again? Of course we're not. The system is now so designed that if you even try to create the basic necessities that you're buying from China in your own countries, the workers couldn't even afford the taxes. Or, and now we're the employees, but they wouldn't afford the taxes to make them and even buy them if you made them in your own country. You, you couldn't pay your workers enough money because the, the end product would be so expensive now because we pay so much in taxes, incredible taxes. And we also pay incredible prices for everything that we need, including food now. It's all planned that way, obviously. There's no such thing as, oh, we didn't realize this would happen when we, we came up with this free trade deal. We had no idea. Oh, they knew and they published what they knew. If anybody cared to read it. Well, here's a, a few articles just for anybody who wants to look up on, on stuff that's still on Isn't it astonishing where they can announce things? You can read it and they might say you're a conspiracy theorist when you read their stuff. Isn't that amazing, eh? It depends who you are, though, doesn't it? But that's the way things really are in the real world. Now, here's some stuff here <laughs> to do with weather. weather. I mean, at one time, too, and I've read the articles years ago, and there's books, awfully good books, written about people who worked at setting up the, the weather networks and uh, uh, the, where they would give you 24-hour-a-day weather, for goodness sake. That was a laugh 20 years ago. I mean, who would want to watch this stuff every day, unless you're really neurotic? And they've made it that way, but it was set up initially, all these different ones, to terrify the public that rain wasn't rain anymore. Every little rainfall was going to be a storm, and if you got a little bit of snow, it was going to be incredible, a whiteout or whatever. And that's what we've got now. At one time, we used to get, we used to get winters in Canada, now we get polar vortexes. You just change the name until it sounds terrifying. Oh, my God. And you, you go, the beauty too is when the, 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 a lot of the countries moved to centimetres instead of inches. I mean, at one time, an inch of snow or two inches of snow sounded, sounded you know, nothing at all. But you, you, you convert it into a centimetre, oh my God, that's a, that's a bigger number. It's, in your head it sounds worse, you see. So simple, the tricks that are played, really so simple.
And that's the way it really is. We've always had climate change because that's what climate does. It changes. That's why you used to have weather. We define it was going to be the next day. It's going to change. And we had seasons. The seasons were not clockwork. Like every day it starts at bang. That's when and then the, the leaves turn brown that day. Boom. Sometimes it would take weeks before they would, they would change for the fall, etc., etc. At times it would be much earlier. That's how it's always been. But of course, nothing is done for the purpose that you, they take the purpose of terrifying you. So you, you'll give more of your money away into austerity to save the planet, and the money will go to Al Gore and all these guys, the guys who set up the carbon exchanges. Isn't that wonderful? Eh? How we're ripped off and ripped off. Here's an article here, and it's to do with uh, this was from CBS News, I think it was. Controversial spraying method aims to curb global warming. Now, I've mentioned before, they always discuss these things every year and give us little trial balloons to see if anybody's really noticing it. But they're actually doing it. They'll say they're going to try this and try that. Controversial spraying method aims to curb global warming. They'll release the same article every year to see how it will accept it or if we care anymore. So a fleet of 100 planes making 4,000 worldwide missions per year could help save the world from climate change, it says here. Also, it may be relatively cheap. That's in conclusion of a new peer-grouped study in environmental research letters. You could read the same article every year, folks. I've read them for years. Because the whole idea is to get you used to it. They're going to think about doing it. If, it's, if they did that, it's, it's, it's the stuff of science fiction, but plain spraying tiny sulfate particles into the lower stratosphere, which is bad for your lungs, naturally, kill a lot of folk off. And it is actually working to kill a folk off. Around 60,000 feet up. So there are actually about 40 most of the time. It says the idea is to help shield the earth uh, from just enough sunlight to help keep temperatures low. You see? Now, this is presented as news. It's not news. It's not news. But, but the same organizations release it every year to see what you think of it as you're being sprayed since 1998 every day. So the researchers, who's the research? The, the researchers examined how practical and costly a hypothetical solar geoengineering project would be beginning 15 years from now, or 15 years from now. The aim would be to half the temperature increase caused by heat trapping greenhouse gases, eh? It says, in 1991, Mount uh, Pinatubo erupted in the Philippines. It was the second largest eruption in the 20th century, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. So that helped to cool it, they claim. Well, we've had lots before that, too. But anyway, if they ever do this, they're saying, right? And if you say that they're already doing it, because your own eyes can tell, you've been watching it for years now, uh, and uh, a lot of you have, uh, already have lung problems with the, with the fallout from this. A lot of trees died off, too. Because it was aluminum oxide also and barium they were putting into it as well as the sulfur. But here you go. I'll put this article up for those who care about it. Most folk don't care anymore. All they need is Big Brother to say, here's a good movie to watch. Just be happy. And, and oh, that's it. Most of your thinking time, you know, your, your time you've got to think, frightens people now. Because there's so much it could scare them. If they've never looked at it before in any serious, you know, determined effort, that is. So they will take anything that's offered to, oh, I'll watch that, that'll divert me for another hour and a half, two hours, you see. That's how it works. Also, China and Russia are working together to heat the atmosphere to cut off satellite communications and terrifying war game experiment. That's Mail Online, the Daily Mail. The project, uh, the claim, has potential military applications that can dis- uh, disrupt satellite communications, distinct advantage in the event of war or espionage. Now, that's it's basic harp stuff they're using, folks. 
and it hits the ionosphere, it causes an, a, basically a, a, an aurora borealis effect. I've seen it for years when they're doing it. And it also cuts out shortwave and different radio, especially on the shortwave bands. It really has a terrible effect on them. And there was, it's been done recently in the last couple of weeks, I noticed that at night. And had the walls, I call it the walls of light going up towards the northeast. But all the countries have this stuff, and this old stuff, and have the harp technology from Alaska that they now have all over the country in the US and Canada, and every other country has got the same thing anyway. So, there you go. I can do a lot more than just what they're telling there. They had lots of good stuff admitted to years ago by the projects from HARP, for instance, that they could actually use it as a kind of radar too and even see deep inside the earth for hidden hidden uh, places for other countries. In fact, where they're going to have elite surviving under bunkers and all that kind of stuff, you know. But there's so much involved in all of this, but it's the same stuff they're talking about here. But when they mention China and Russia, oh my God, they've got this. They don't mention that we've, we had it long, long before that. This other article here, too, is to do with award-winning journalist Klaus Relotius, who worked for uh, Der Spiegel magazine, German magazine, big magazine, wrote fake news, and often bad stuff about the U.S. It was all fake. It sold well, etc. He got lots of awards for doing all his lies. But he's only one, mind you, and I don't know how he fell out of favour, because otherwise they'd, they'd have covered him, uh, and he must have done something wrong to get turned on. Because because writing fake news is not doing something wrong. They're paid to do it these days. No, there's no real people going out there and finding what news is all about anymore. And Jordan Pilger did a, did awfully good articles on that years ago and wrapped to the present time that there there are no real reporters today going out and finding out across the world what's really going on. That's the problem. It's all run by intelligence services. By it's handouts to them. And lots of them are embedded intelligence agents within the media. That's old stuff, that. They've been there for, that came out even in the 70s and 80s. Uh, in the US, Britain was obvious for a lot of people who noticed it. They've always been there. All countries use it. Also, this one here is to do with Charles Michel, Belgian Prime Minister, resigned on Tuesday night after his government collapsed in the face of virulent uh, opposition to his signing of a UN migration pact from his erstwhile coalition partners, and uh, apparently a hundred odd countries signed on to this UN agreement to take on more migrants, because the idea now is to eliminate borders, it's now their agenda through free trade and and then the amalgamation of countries into clumps like the European Union and the Far Eastern conglomeration, the North American conglomeration, and now it's time to eliminate the borders as well and have, you know, part of that whole pact for free trade uh, has, has been signed on and signed on and signed on to and updated. It always has, and, to, and the free fl- it used to be a flow of labour, now it's just free flow of people. You can read it yourselves if you care to look it up and see that. This guy resigned because the people in his country, a small country, it's not a big country, Belgium, and they have had enough of uh, trying to fight for their own. There's ethnic groups within Belgium, in fact, that have been kind of vying with each other for well over 100 years. Mm-hmm. And they don't want outsiders now to come in and, and, and even muddy those waters. And I don't think they can afford it either. Who can afford it all in today's economic climate? Because you have to put them all up and pay for it all. And it takes a lot of stuff to put them up and renting and all that kind of stuff and healthcare and yada, 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 yada. It's a war, you see. And it's not the people who are coming in that's causing the war. It's, it's, it's the agenda at the top and the agencies that are actually paying some of them to come in 
and 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 uh, tell them where to go and how to come into the country in the first place and what exactly to say to get admission, etc., etc. It's all legalities put out by United Nations and NGOs and big foundations at the top. And here's an article here too to do with Donald Trump's Syria withdrawal could reverberate for years. Here's the Guardian. You'll notice that it's really the left wing now or what seems to be the left wing, for those who still believe in it, and that is, they're all for the, the continued wars across the world, etc. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed? Hmm? Then they put in radical feminists and in charge of some things too, and, they, and they're some of the worst warmongers. Why is that? Huh? Why? Don't you think they're all put there in purpose as a form of disguising the fact they're really agents for the big, big system? And folk can, Obama was the same. They put him in and said, oh, it's going to be different. By God, he, he, you know, he had more wars on the go. Again, democratic, liberal, liberal, liberal. Hmm. Interesting, eh? So anyway, here they are. Here's the Guardian. The Guardian used it one time. But it was, was fairly open and, and, and they're, they're left, or very left. But the fact is now this is like war, war, war. When he was president and declared war over, he upended consensus to see all threats of Iran and ISIS. Really? Who else is always on about Iran, eh? Well, it's up to you to figure that out. And also, regarding again, Trump plans to pull thousands of troops out of Afghanistan, you see. The withdrawal could pave the way towards a second 9-11, it says. You know, somebody else in a cave might just dream this up, you know. Warns Trump, I like Lindsey Graham, who's actually his allegiances is elsewhere, you might say. But then so must be the Guardian, see. Everything today is owned by intelligence agencies. And it says Trump orders full withdrawal of U.S. troops from Syria. I don't believe it myself because I've seen these articles before when it's going to happen. And then they put more in, supposedly, in the next article. Or they would tell you they were there all along. Yada, yada, yada. Now, here's an article just uh, two weeks before this stuff about Syria. And it says no withdrawal date in sight for U.S. troops in Syria. And that's from Jane's Defense Weekly. So, as I said, they go back and forth, back and forth. So you have to wait and see what's going to happen. Because the, the big military-industrial boys never stop what they're, what they're doing. And this is irrespective of, of the guys doing the fighting. Uh, the big forces behind them that own everything and plan the future, they never give up things. They never do it. Uh, they might go back to proxy warriors with mass mercenaries. They'll call some other name again. But who knows? We'll have to wait and see. And France prepares last resort chemical weapon that can be smothered around Paris to keep Yellow Vest rioters away from key buildings as anti-Macron protests continue. It's across, no, it's across the whole of France, so it isn't just Paris. And this stuff too will kill a lot of people, although it's really a mass concentrated, much, much more concentrated form. Well, they say it's a debilitating powder and it's basically worse, much, much worse than just uh, tear gas, basically. Hundreds of times more powerful and concentrated, and it will kill folk, obviously. So here's an interesting to see that chemical weaponry is now being threatened to be used on people inside their own countries who happen to be fed up using the vote because it gets nowhere and being ruled over, roughshod by the characters that are brought in to rule over them on behalf of the real rulers of the planet. Also, the police apparently are having strikes over in, in France, recent Paris, and some of the headlines will say, well, they're planning to, to join the yellow jackets, but uh, who, who are the protesters? But in reality, I think it's because the, the police are using it as a chance to get more money 
and less hours because they're overworked, overstretched with all the crime they now have and, and nothing to do with the alert vest, basically. But um, they're fed up with what's been happening there, too. It's the same as all Europeans are at the moment. So they're threatened to join the protesters. Facebook, again, constantly more stuff comes out about their data-sharing deals exposed. It makes no difference because most of the folk, especially the young folk, will keep using it thinking they never get... It's the same with pills or drugs, you know. They never give us that unless it was okay. If you tell them about the dangers or something, oh, they never do that to us. They really believed in, under socialism they're being taken care of by experts. So Facebook can't be that bad, you know. And they won't know it until, you know, maybe... 20 years from now, that every, everybody who's putting stuff up there and using it, will be, they'll start to use it for blackmailing to, so that you'll do what you're told. If you start to cause a problem or you question too much, they'll use all the stuff that you put up there on you and threaten to expose it again or, or make it more widely known in mainstream media. There's a thousand ways to blackmail you. That's why privacy was awfully important, because tyrannical governments tend to use the data on you down the roads that they, that they gleaned upon you. That's why politicians do what they're told, too. Most of them are blackmailable. And they constantly accept these little trips and so on to different places where perhaps they shouldn't, and all the little things that go with it. And FBI plans rapid DNA network for quick database checks on arrestees. What a world, what a future, eh? And, of course, two companies are working together to leverage spatial data generated by iRobots, Robovax, it's called, Robovax. And as Google wants to improve your smart home with, you know, the room maps and all that. Sure they do. It's to help you. You might not know where your kitchen is. You know, you you really have to know that, don't you? And, of course, everyone knows about Alexa. The recent little revelations were, it's all told in a kind of sexy, a sexy, humorous way that uh, Alexa talks murder to children. And it's really a learning program that, that Alexa's got built into. It's, isn't this funny? Really? But read their article and how this stuff is collecting incredible data about everyone who uses it. And it'll all be part of the same thing, as I say. Oh, you, you, you're not supposed to say this or think that. Just like Demolition Man, bing, bing, out comes a little fine every time you do it. And Bertrand Russell's the idea too. You won't be able to pay your rent because your, your credits won't come in that week. It's all coming down the pipe, folks. And everybody thinks it's, it's presented as a fun thing. Isn't that fun? I'll put these articles up for anybody who, who wants to, to, to see about it. And uh, Ticketmaster invests in facial recognition technology company. Of course, this stuff's all been used in China for a long time. They even had exposés coming out of China showing us how they've got incredible facial recognition, instant stuff on the streets and railroads and, and stuff like that. So it's the same stuff, same stuff, probably the same companies involved in it and, and so on. That's all I can really manage to get up right now, except to say that homeless deaths are up 24% over five years in Britain. Isn't that progress, isn't it? And they ha- of course they won't have until the end of, of winter. Just ha- And even then they'll, they'll, come and they'll try to scam it down a bit because of the, the amount of folk who are dying because they can't afford the fuel for their winter to heat their own homes. And now that's normal. Thousands every year, that's normal. But we can give billions across the planet for things you haven't even heard of and things that got nothing to do with what you vote people in for. Because, you see, the system that exists above it all is alien to anything that you have been trained to imagine. That's why it manages to do it so well. Now, remember what I said about common sense. 
common sense means when you hear the stuff that's happening, don't crash yourself. Don't come down and say, oh my God, the sky's falling. Just understand it and use common sense and cope with it. And of course, there are certain things you can do. There's many things you can do. And you can stop putting out so much information as well for those who want to and handing it free to other organizations that are really ruling over you. Because as I say, privacy is very, very important. Very important. As countless folk have found out over centuries, and some of them pretty recent too. That's the reality of it. So as I say, don't obsess over things until it crashes you. News and understanding of real, real facts of what's happening is awfully important. It's a basic survival principle, isn't it? So don't let it crash you. Take care of yourselves. We'll shortly be into a Christmas then and then into the new year. And let's go forward with uh, some understanding of what can be done, even personally. So I'm Alan Watchman here at Canada, where it's really freezing, naturally, because it's winter. So it's good night. May your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>